The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The Mind Aware 417. Well, it starts with you feeling good. So excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay! I love that. <laughs> Oh, that sounds nice. I'd like that. I'll mm. just go get that for myself right now. Be perfect every minute of every day. Never have another drop of sugar. Because I think if you say that to people, everybody's going to freak out. Hi, Dana. It's great to see you. I mean, not see you, but be with you today. <laughs> what I found to be the secret. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be great? I love it. You know, when you're clear, what you choose to show up in your life will and only to the extent that you're clear. That's the amazing capacity of the human mind. Hello, hello, Dana Wild here, and welcome to the show. What is it about money, right? I don't know about everybody else, but I love money, and I love to talk about money. And I suppose it's because we equate it with freedom, right? When It feels like when you have more money, you're able to do whatever you want to do. And I know that most of us, because you're in the mind-aware world and you're in the train-your-brain world, you understand that it's often not about the action you're taking that's making your money and I would say often just to be polite let's just say always <laughs> it's instead how you think how you think about money what kind of limiting beliefs have you taken in from the culture and that you need to identify and you want to shift well if that's the case, then you're going to love today's guest. I am here with Jennifer Longmore. She is a money mindset mentor, and we are going to talk about the top five money blocks and what to do about them. Hi, Jennifer. Good to have you here. Hi. I'm excited to be here. So great to be invited on with such great energy. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, we've got a good crowd, too. Like, they, this is, we're all about money. We love money, and we're not afraid to say it. So, so, so Jennifer. Well, I'm at home here. That's right. So, let's start out with just hitting hitting it right direct on the head. What are kind of the top money blocks that you run into? You know, we have symptoms of money blocks and then we have the actual root. So one of the root causes of our money blocks is that we have a fear of power because we misidentify money with power. And if we've misused power or we've had people misuse power against us or we've seen it happen in our outer world, we assume it's going to happen. Either we're going to be attacked or we're going to be awful to other people with money. And so we don't let it in. We're not consciously deciding that. But on some level of our consciousness, we've decided that I'm probably going to be a bad person or someone's going to be mean to me. And the truth is, is that money is actually just influence. 
Money gives us influence. Money buys us a seat at the table to push forward our agendas, especially if we use it for good, like if we wanted to get on some global action committee to save tigers or to, you know, make sure every child had clean water or whatever it is. That's really what money does when we allow it to be an influencer. But as long as we think it's power, then we we kind of do this push-pull dance with it. Wow, that is so fascinating. And I have to tell you something, Jennifer, as much as I have studied and the thousand people that I've had on the show or more that I've talked to, I don't think anybody has mentioned that so directly like the way you just did. So I appreciate that so much because that makes perfect sense to me. So rather than a fear of power, understand that money is influence instead. And so hit me with another one. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. So the other thing that we um, are afraid of is what I call the tall poppy syndrome. So when poppies are growing in the field, there's always a few that grow a little taller than the others. And when, when it's time to trim them, the tall ones always go first. And we know in society that it's safer for us or we think it's safer for us to be in the good enough range, to be at the 75% performance range. If we're really rocking it, as much as we may have a few people that celebrate us, there's a lot of people that get triggered by that. They get jealous and they either want to take us down. I've had colleagues that have had websites created, like hate websites created di- directly towards them to take down their businesses uh, because people are so triggered by by someone else's success as far as financial wealth goes. Wow. And I've actually, I think, and maybe this is my own, you know, misperception, but I think this is even more common in some cultures than in others. So, for example, I had a, a Swedish friend and he used to always say, like, in Sweden, it's really pronounced. Like, you really don't want to be seen as not part of the masses or mm-hmm. just kind of an ordinary person. And so I think maybe this one in particular might influence some people even more than you realize. But I could be wrong. What do you think about that, Jennifer? Yeah, and I think in our self-help culture, we're so encouraged to go out and create the best life, and nobody really teaches us how do you deal when you bump up against those upper limits, right? Because every time we grow, we're going to hit an upper limit, and nobody really talks about that. Money is such a great tool, by the way, for, for helping us deal with that upper limit stuff because, as you know, it's never about the money, but the money just highlights what's underneath all of that. And so we have this push-pull again of do I fit in? And do I kind of make everyone else happy because I'm not out out succeeding them? Or do I allow myself to just, you know, go out in the world and let other people deal with it on their own terms? Nice. Very good. I love it. So interesting. Okay. And so that's two. Do you have a third one for me? Yes. So kind of along those lines, we're very tribal by nature. And especially as women, we're very community oriented. We love to collaborate. We love to connect. And when we are out succeeding the tribe, Or when the tribe's dialogue is, let's say, poverty consciousness, we have a choice to keep joining them and commiserating with them and their consciousness to be a part of the tribe or to go out on our own, knowing that the tribe's likely going to kick us out or not welcome us back if we all of a sudden adopt a wealth consciousness, for example. So, again, we're in this conundrum of what am I going to choose? What's in my highest good? What can I live with? Because, again, we're so tribal by nature. The thought of being banished from the tribe or not being included seems like a much bigger price to pay than letting in, you know, a flow of abundance. 
Do you know what's what's interesting about that too? Because I noticed that in working with people about just even starting to think positively and wanting to make an intentional declaration to live in a centered, positive, more power-centered place. And it, it's a challenge sometimes when you're with people who are complaining because, you know, by declaring who you are or being who you are, some there's this thing, especially in women, where we kind of feel like we're like we're putting them down if we're just by being ourselves, you know, or how do you not conform? So this goes really along with that. And I like the idea of thinking of it as it is tribal, especially for women, men too, I'm sure, but we were you know, the gatherer part of the equation. So I get this. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Anything else you want to add on that? You know, we can't really win either way. My filter is always how can I live a regret-free life? So what am I going to regret more, making someone people, some people unhappy because they didn't live up to what their goals were? Or am I going to get to the end of my life and be upset that I put my life on hold to spare someone else's ego, right? Like it's, it's not a nice position to be in, but knowing that I have to do what's right for me, you know, what, what can I live with? What choices am I going to be able to feel good about? I love it. Very well said. And being the light in the world, you know, be the light, be the example, then other people are there for it. So I love it. Okay, what's number four? Number four is seemingly obvious, but we all have uh, self-worth and deserving set points. And usually one is higher than the other. Ultimately, we don't know if we're worthy enough and deserving enough, which are two very different things. Uh, to allow in money. So sometimes we can set our prices. I see in the coaching world, we'll go, yeah, I'm worth $20,000 to charge this for a coaching program, but then nobody's buying. Well, nobody's buying for a reason. And it's not because you're not qualified. It's not because it doesn't have value. It's because even though you know you're worth that price, the other part of your brain says, I don't know if you're deserving of receiving that. Okay. Okay. So we always have to stay on top of those two set points to make sure that they're, you know, functionally functioning optimally. And one will be higher. Like it, it's never, you can't guarantee which one's going to be higher, right? But I always get people to check in and say, okay, on a scale of one to 10, where is my self-worth set point at right now? And how can I boost it up? And where's my deserving set point at? So when money's not flowing in our business and this happens, right? We'll do a launch and it'll flop or we expected 20 people to sign up for something and we had three. We always want to check in and say, okay, do I actually feel worthy of serving in this way? And then do I feel deserving of the prices that I'm charging? So can you help us have a a really easy definition for understanding the difference between those two from a feeling place? Like what would be the difference between self-worth and deserving if we wanted to sift through the mucky muck and get that? Self-worth is kind of like a confidence. Like, yeah, of course I'm worth whatever, right? The deserving piece if we tune into our body, we'll feel a little bit of a wall go up. We'll feel ourselves pulling away from something or we'll feel a little wall go up around our heart. It's very subtle, but if we're willing to tune into our body, that's a good indication that we're not quite ready to receive it yet. That's actually a really good exercise. And as women, I, I like yeah, that. So as women, we're so good at outputting energy, right? Like we're always serving in our business. And we get our expertise from serving and putting energy out in the world. We're really not so great at receiving, even though we might think we are. We're way more talented at being in the leadership role, at giving, at putting energy out. We don't know how to become the experts in receiving, right? So we will kind of put that up. That ever true, right? Not that I know anything about that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I know exactly. it's really true, though. And so I want to go back to that an exercise you said because I think this is probably something people could implement today, or it sounds really useful. Is what you're saying is if you get quiet, close your eyes, relax, take a few deep breaths, center your body, and then you maybe say the sentence, "I deserve X amount." You can actually feel. Mm-hmm the physical sensation of like being closed off if you are not really feeling that authentically. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. You'll Mm -hmm. feel all of us will feel ourselves sort of leaning towards something if we're ready to take it in and we'll subtly lean back if we're not ready for it. Same with the self-worth. If we feel almost like a string above our head, sort of pulling our, our um, posture up, and that means, yeah, we actually have embodied the sense of worth around something. But if we feel ourselves start to, you know, go like that, then we probably, <laughs> we probably have some work to do. Oh, that's really a good one. That's really interesting. And I, I like it a lot, too, because I think I know myself, sometimes I can get too much in my head. So it's nice to yeah. bring something back to the body. So that's great. Okay, what's number five? Okay, you ready? Yeah, I hope so. Okay. <laughs> this is a big one. So we have a fear of speed. So when we have a misidentified understanding of speed, which in real time in three dimensional world, if we drive, you know, when we're riding our bicycle for the first time as a kid, we're told don't go too fast. It's dangerous. We probably fall in. We smuffed our head. We learn that when we're physically going too fast, that that's danger. And then the thing about money, and I know this just from all the things I've learned about investing in real estate and so on that when you allow money to fuel your dreams and allow it to be a part of your dream team it actually creates speed right it allows you to hire people to make things happen quicker or just you can get way more done when you have more money at your disposal and yet again we have this push-pull of I want to go fast. Everyone wants money yesterday. We all want it like that. But then when it comes too quickly, we're like, oh, I don't know what to do. So yeah, we have You're to You're spot make on with that. With I can't believe that nobody has ever said that before. Again, this is something really new. It's really fresh and I, I haven't heard anybody say it, but you're spot on with that. I know myself when when I'm really feeling like centered and good and things are flowing and money's flowing and projects are happening, it can feel like there are so many things happening at once and a lot of times when I've had the most success with things, it's when I've had an idea and just implemented and gone fast. So there is so much about speed that's related to money but I've had that experience too that you're talking about where suddenly you go like oh my gosh maybe I need to just go off the rest area for a little while while and look at the view so it's that's really I love that you're putting this together so are you saying then let's do with just five for just one quick second are you saying that ideally it would be nice to live in a mind-body state where you were managing the speed effortlessly and easily and in a fun and joyous way? Or are you saying that it's okay to not have the speed? Like, what's your opinion on that? Or to take the break, you know? I think it's okay to not it's okay to not have speed, but if you want speed, then the the question is, how can I create speed with money and feel safe and secure? and in flow, and deserving, and worthy, and all of those kind of things. Right. Very interesting. Oh, I just love it. Okay, so I want to take a break here in a second, but before we do, I would love to have everybody um, have one thing that you could implement today, like what would be the first thing to do? Maybe somebody hears these five, and they say, okay, I really feel 
strongly about this one or I feel pulled to that one. Do you have something that they can do today to kind of start to get forward movement on these blocks? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't like to leave people just hanging out in the awareness of here's my block and then, (laughs) you know, (laughs) now what do I do with it? One of the things that's actually helped me a lot with speed is to just always be in my future self. So to be, you know, if I'm wanting to, if anyone's listening and they're at six figures, they want to be at seven figures to always be thinking, what would a seven figure business owner do in this situation? How would they respond to this email? Who would be on their team? How would they be spending their time? What would they be putting in their body? Um, Who would they be surrounding themselves with? What would their morning routine be? All of those things. And you don't have to have the answers. You just need to live in the questions so that the answers drop in. Yeah. And the same is true for manifesting. I'm so grateful that my 10 ideal clients showed up and they're even more joyful to work with than I even imagined. I feel honored to serve them and I'm so excited to celebrate their results with them when they're done their program. And so it is right. And literally writing out those future gratitude statements constantly because we're very good or I shouldn't even say we're very good, but we're getting better at being grateful for what we have. And the, the trick now is to be grateful for what's on its way. Yeah, spot on. And I I don't think that can be overstated. And so I want to kind of paraphrase it back so that everybody can fully absorb what you just said. The idea is we tend to write vision statements or we tend to write our new story or our ideal life as though it's something out there and not happening. And what Jennifer's suggesting here, and I couldn't agree more, and I think it's just brilliant, is to start thanking and feeling appreciation right now as though those things have already happened because there's no better way to have them manifest quickly. And likewise, uh, this idea of living now as though you're that person who's at the next level, those kind of questions that will only serve you and you'll start using your better brain and you'll start making those decisions from that person's point of view instead of from where you're at now. So this is just golden, golden advice. And I know we've got a lot more on the way. I am going to take a quick break. Oh, we're going to get off and go sit in the rest area for 10 (laughs) seconds. Now, <laughs> I want to make sure everybody knows this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to Jennifer Longmore. She's a money mindset mentor. But make sure you go check her out at this Earl I'm about to give you. It is souljourneys.ca, not the com, .ca, but do the slash money after it. Because if you do, there's a little secret page there that you can find that gives you everything you need to know about like the best kept secrets about money, how to overcome your blocks, how to start making movement, makeshifts. You connect with her, you hear what's going on in the Soul Journeys world. So that's souljourneys.ca slash money. And if you're on Facebook, she's got a really cool group, too, called the Purpose Posse. For those of you, especially those of you who are spiritual entrepreneurs or in the spiritual niche, you will enjoy that. But I'm sure every entrepreneur can get something out of it. The Purpose Posse on Facebook, souljourneys.ca slash money. I can't wait to get back and have a chat. We're live on Facebook. That's where we're going. We're going to go hang out with the peeps on Facebook. You could be, too. Come and hang out with us. DanaWild.com slash update. Get the updates. Come here. Ask your questions. We're here on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And when we come back, we'll see if anybody has any questions from the audience that we'll address. But we're also going to address shifts and solutions for you today. Be right back. Have you seen Dana's top five myths video yet? It's the video where she turns everything you've ever heard about building your own business on its head. If you've ever been told that you should get out of your comfort zone, or get a system, or 
the fortune is in the follow-up, then you have to hear this free video. To get this video for free, just go to DanaWild.com slash free training or text 44222 with the word MYTHBUSTING. That's all one word with no spaces. Again, online, that's DanaWild.com slash free training or from your phone, just text 44222 with the word MYTHBUSTING all together with no spaces. And we'll send you this controversial video right away. The best part about this video is that Dana tells you the easy steps you could be using to build your business instead of using these tired old myths. What if everything you've ever been told about building a business is wrong? It is. Go to DanaWild.com slash free training today and find out why. Hello, everyone. Dana Wild here, and welcome back to the show. If you were here for the first half, then you know we are having an amazing talk with Jennifer Longmore. She is the Money Mindset Mentor. I want to make sure you've got her Earl, though. It's souljourneys.ca. Souljourneys.ca. Do the slash money, and you're going to get her free gift about how to break through those limiting money beliefs, how to really get on your way so that you're creating a life of ease and flow. And also remember her purpose posse is over on Facebook, too, and you want to be a part of that if you're a spiritual entrepreneur. So we've been having a really good discussion with the Facebook peeps, and they've had several questions come up that I think were really useful to discuss now. The first one in particular, I think, affects a lot of us. I know I've had this experience where the idea of speed or things happening fast feels so foreign because there's this idea that it takes a certain amount of time or there are certain stages you have to go through to get to the next place, you know. And so can you address that, please, Jennifer, and tell us a little more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I was saying before that, We're conditioned in all forms of life that we can't graduate to high school, for example, until we finish public school, things like that. So we're very conditioned to think in a linear way. And I can't make $50 until I make $25, all that kind of stuff. And so when it comes to making quantum leaps or to accessing speed when it comes to money, we apply the same thing. Well, I can't ask for five-figure months to show up until I have um, six months consistently of four figures. Like we create these rules in our head and where do they even come from? And what I didn't mention is that as a healy feely woo woo person, I was guided a few years ago to invest in real estate and start building a real estate empire, which I thought was the funniest thing because I didn't know anything about it, but I learned a ton on that journey. And one of the things I learned was that this is how I learned about money and speed. Because I paid someone $2,000 commission to go and acquire $3 million of real estate for me. And it happened over a five-minute phone call. And I wanted that to happen. But at the same time, after I got off the call, I had that feeling of, oh, my goodness, what did I just do? This is uncomfortable. How did this, this is not supposed to be allowed. How did this happen? Because I didn't make my first million in real estate. How did I go into, you know, all of these things. But that's really where I learned about speed. And when we allow money to be a part of our dream team and to be an active co-creator on our journey, then it can go and make things those things happen. I could have flown down to Texas and been in the old boys club and tried to figure out how to properly bid on things that they would have totally taken the mick out of me. Right. They would have given me the runaround and I would have just wasted all kinds of time and energy trying to figure out something when I could pay someone two thousand dollars to go for me and um 
you know, go and acquire that real estate and then give them a 5% commission upon the sale of all those properties, right? right? It just made more sense. But part of the speed thing means we have to get out of the mindset of need to be hard. I have to work hard for my money. I have to be, work hard to be deserving of my money. And we have to just allow things to be easy. That was the easiest, you know, $3 million I made. But if I hadn't have gotten out of my own way, I would have I would have never found that guy to go buy properties like everything would have slowed down. Yeah. Your brain was primed for the opportunity and to see the opportunity because you had done the work before. And so that really brings up the question that D. Terrell was talking about. She's saying, well, what do we do about enlarging our capacity received? Like, what's the how to on this? How do we open Mm -hmm. up so that our brains are more open and we see those opportunities, our hearts are more open and we we're there and ready when it happens. Yeah. Most of it really is mindset. You have to constantly write out um, I am statements every day. I am an, an infinite money magnet. I am an infinite money uh, client attraction magnet. I am a whatever. And you're not going to believe it at first. That's not the point. Eventually, it's the fake it till you make it, where if you just keep saying something over and over again, it doesn't sound so foreign. And then eventually, it starts to sound a little more predictable. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, because the thing is, is that when we're in a high vibe, we're more magnetic. People want to spend time around us. People are more likely to include us. Like, look at how high vibe you are, Dana. People want to watch your show because you're not like, hi, welcome. To, you know, like you're in that vibe and people want to be a part of that. So that's part of it. But then the other practical piece, I would say, one of the things I do is I get um, coins shipped to my mailbox every month. I like to infuse my mailbox with abundance every month. So I order a silver coin subscription. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You want to make sure they're minted. They have to be minted, which means they have been federally approved and they're legitimate silver coins or gold coins. The gold's way more expensive right now. But you can get like a $30 coin sent to your mailbox every month. And that's just a nice way to like almost to counterbalance all the bills that come in. And then I also say, you know, open up other money channels. Even if you open up a bank account and you just put $1 a month in that, it's not about the the money. It's about the fact that you're creating a container and the universe doesn't like a void. So we'll always fill a void. So as soon as you say through your actions, I'm ready to receive more, then things start to show up. And it doesn't mean that more money is going to go into that account, but it means that other opportunities are going to come in or surprise bonuses or, you know, just whatever, right? These are so great and they're so they're so fresh and they go so hand in hand with everything that we are learning here and that we're doing and it's a nice new spin on it. I love that you're bringing in the piece to reminding people about the mindset piece because we sometimes get lazy maybe is the word and we we go like yeah yeah I know I know affirmations but really you how many people are doing exactly what Jennifer said where you're sitting down and actually writing that stuff you're actually living in that place where you're asking yourself those questions so this is just golden and really awesome and I'm totally all over shipping silver to myself like this that's the first thing I do as soon as we <laughs> say goodbye and I'm gonna start, so yeah send myself some money it's better than sending myself flowers yeah. I love it so, Jennifer, this was just great. I enjoyed this so much. I hope everybody heads over to souljourneys.ca slash money and connects with Jennifer Longmore. Do you have any parting shot before we say goodbye? I I think that as long as we remember that money is just a tool, right? It doesn't make us any more or less spiritual to have it. It doesn't make us any more or less spiritual to not have it. It's simply a tool. And when we allow it to be a part of our dream team, truly, you can create anything you want. 
Love it. Totally right. And such good stuff. Thank you so much for being here. I just really have enjoyed this. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Like, how excited are you? I know you're like, Dana, stop talking because I've got to go order silver and I'm going <laughs> to write my affirmations. So I'm going to leave you with just these high vibe thoughts and remember everything that Jennifer just said because you know what? She's totally right. We get this and you get this too. This isn't something that has to be hard. We can make it easy. We can prime our brains for those quantum leaps. Start thinking of things in ways as who are we as those future selves and how can we act? Act more from that place right now. How can we think more like that? How can we be more like that? How can we live more like that? What kind of fun little tricks and games can we play with ourselves, like opening new accounts and sending ourselves silver to make money fun and get money on your dream team? Because you know what? This is the journey that we're all on. We're having fun. We're here in the physical. We're enjoying all of these pieces, and money is just one of them. And so why shouldn't it be a tool for you to use? And we'll see you next time on the mind aware i'm excited like every time data says you know you gotta take a drink a donkey's on my back with the bridle in my mouth whipping me and telling me what to do this is what this tribe is about this tribe is about breaking through paradigms letting go is an inside affair Every human being is a unique and different human being. Please don't shoot me or say anything bad today. Don't put an apple on your head and I won't. All you have to do is flip the button. He's like, taboo, Dana. Like, what? I was just like, what the heck is wrong with me? I'm like, I just want to go to work. I'd like to just have a girlfriend, settle down. <laughs>